Hey everyone, welcome to a brand new conversation with me, Delta Teesbury. You are listening to the 100 Leaders series, and today I'm super proud, super happy, super pumped and excited to have with us today on IG Live, but also on the audio recording, a friend of mine. His name is Bad Boy Nasihar. <laughs> <laughs> what an intro! What a, please just call me bad for short. <laughs> hey, bad, bad, bad. I like that. Del, thank you so much for having me, man. I'm super excited, super pumped. Uh, I guess the other the other guy couldn't make it, so uh, I'm hanging out with you. No, today. no, 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 no. Look, oh, some someone just say bad boy sixty nine. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's my birthday. That's my birthday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Birthday. yeah that's, that's true. That's, that is that is true. <laughs> that's, so for. Everyone who's listening, here's the thing. Nazri and I did this about a year-ish ago. However, the tech failed us and that recording has never gone live. So out there in the cyberspace, somewhere lost in the hard drive of, of lost memories is a <laughs> conversation I had with Nazri before. But unfortunately, that one has never seen daylight. However, this one, um, this one will go live. This one will, will reach reach the edges of our universe. And actually, I just I'll just re I'll just reading through the updates of IG Live because this used to be uh, <clears throat> time limited to one hour. However, IG has given just for today, just for this one, us four hours. <laughs> Wow, Dell, you really are trying to pull all the connections. You're you're pulling all the stops here just to make sure that the people That's get what right. they want. So tell tell your wife, tell your boys that he's going to be busy. You guys do what you want. That is that is on a mission here. Uh, I'm I'm on a mission to talk. Talk. So so not three. <clears throat> yes. So what are your thoughts Serious. about? Serious now. <laughs> no, no. Look. So. Before I introduce you proper, so someone walks to you in a bar, in a cafe, well, I guess you don't have bars where you are. Someone walks <laughs> to you in a cafe, in a nice restaurant, in, in a nice family, family type setup. And they say, um, <laughs> who are you? What do you do? What, what do you oh, say man. to that person? What do you do? So, uh, you know, I used, to, I used to laugh and I would say it as a joke because I do so many things, right? Uh, and yeah. I would used to, I used to say like oh, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, yeah. and then just like laugh it off until that yeah. hit me in the butt. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you all about that moment uh, when we talk yeah. about failures later. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But so I, I think if someone did ask, I would just say, "Hey, I'm a content creator who also happens to yeah. be a magician and an MC." Come on, content creator <laughs> who happens to be a magician <laughs> and yeah. an MC. Um, Come on, you're being modest now. You left out quite, <laughs> quite a few things. I think you, you left out. You left out. I also snatched about two hundred kgs. Are you? No. So, so you, are you still doing PT? Are you still doing PT in us? Yeah, actually, I've got a, I've got a PT client uh, virtually later at like five p.m. Cool. So it's cool. still virtual is going strong right now, man. Virtual is going strong yeah. right now. Yeah, and you're still in the fitness game as well, yeah. I am so I so if for the people who, who don't know I'm uh so I do create content on social media for like like companies and brands and stuff like that which which I have a lot of fun doing. Um yeah. I uh I, I do magic. Uh I'm a radio DJ for Crystal FM, Brunei's most listened to radio station. 
Um, and I work as a instructor and trainer at uh, Jab Gym, probably one of the newest and hottest gyms in the country. You. <laughs> Mic drop. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll see you guys soon. <laughs> All right, everyone watching, do uh, 10 burpees while uh, I get queued up for the next question. <laughs> so, Nuts, um, how you been, yes. man? Um, I haven't seen you since um february 2019 where i believe you planned your wedding around the time when i was going to be back in brunei so first of all thanks for organizing that but how you been bro <laughs> i've been good man i've been good uh i'm a dad now which you know about hey uh, hey you know, i have a, a tiny little human running around in diapers right now keeping me on my toes man hey so uh, other than that, uh, I've been pretty good. I think the last few months, you know, especially with like lockdown in Brunei, I think it was a little a little crazy at first, but I think it gave me room to sort of explore and try new things and, and uh, yeah. pick up new things and adapt from there, man. So I, I got to say, right, so when you say the word lockdown, I, I got to just put it out there that <laughs> Melbourne, where I am, we oh, yeah, yeah. were in lockdown the longest in the whole world mm -hmm. so as of the first week of, first week of, of october we, we passed like 270 days plus plus um so almost it's been, a year huh is well we weren't in strict lockdown the whole way through there were open shut open shut open shut along the way but in total um that's that's one uh that's one for the books that's one where <laughs> I wear there like I wear there like a badge of honor that we've been in lockdown how, for a long time. How do you feel? Like you know, is cabin fever real? Is uh, are you enjoying that extra downtime with the family? Like, what's up? So, I think the way I the way I got through it. So, if you asked me the same thing last year, I would have given you like a, a really mopey, dopey answer because last year was rough when we were in the, the thick of it, when we weren't even sure how long lockdown would go for. And yeah. I, I think last year was, was different because uh, there was literally no end in sight as yet. However, along the way, halfway through, I, I kind of snapped out of it and I told myself, look, I got to just shake things off. I looked online and earlier this year, they announced that the Melbourne Marathon would be uh, back again in 2021 and initially it was locked in for the 10th of October they weren't sure okay. where lockdown was going to be but so I signed up in May this year and <clears throat> just started to train and to run and so running has kept me going the family is good. literally <laughs> yeah the family is good work is fine but I think mentally it's been so so um, powerful to be pushing myself because in, in essence, running is such a, a basic uh, pr primal thing that we do. We just run one foot in front of the other, right? So for me to just go to that stretch of running and training for, for, for a full marathon, it's been really, really lots of positive. Yeah. So awesome, overall, 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 we're doing, we're doing good. I'm fine. Because you yeah. used to do CrossFit and that's like a different kind of push, like a whole separate push <laughs> over there. But I think being alone, Running, especially like you, you're training for a 42K, man. Come on. That is redonx, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> happening. So it's happening in about three weeks on the 12th of December. Oh, dude, I'm yeah. so pumped for you, man. 
Do you have yeah, like, yeah, any yeah. expectations, any times in mind? What's the dealio? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I could <clears throat> look. I, I could, I, I could literally go on and on about this because it's been all I've been thinking about. But the time that I'm going for is about four hours and thirty minutes, which right, will require man. me to run at a roughly six minutes and ten seconds kilometer kind of a pace. So it's a pretty yeah, but, but decent counting, pace. Right? <laughs> well. <laughs> I can't, I'm, dude, I'm, I can't, I can't wait for you to finish your run. And then once you're chilling out, you're going to post up, be like, yo, what's up? This is, this is my time today. I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped to just check that out on the 12th yeah. of November, man. It, it's funny, you know, when you said it, because I've been posting along the way, just snippets from my journey. Hey everyone, today I did 21Ks, <clears> my, my, P, my PB, da, da, da. And I think people have gotten used to the, the journey of me posting about fitness. Yeah. Uh, with, yeah, for sure on the day itself, when I <clears throat> smash that 42 and, and get a little medal, they'll be hurrah, hurrah. But I think the, the, the lesson there is uh, the, the, the process and the journey is often the boring bit, right? It's often, yeah. we, we like to celebrate and see the big win at the <clears throat> end. But behind the scenes, which we'll get into afterwards, there's so much work which goes into oh it. Oh my gosh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. For sure, man. <clears throat> I agree. So, and you mentioned you're a dad now. Has that um, changed your world in a big way, small way? Dude, I think being a dad now gives me a newfound respect for sleep, alone time, and personal space. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, um, meaning your, your, wife, your, your wife's pretty needy? Is that what you're saying? Or? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, on top of that, like, I've got a new purpose now. Like, Whoa. not only do I have to protect, like, this tiny potato oh. of a human uh, oh. but i have to make sure that he doesn't turn out to be an evil villain in the future so he doesn't grow up to be a beep, you know like i just i sure. you know i think that that's like a goal of every parent yeah, uh, yeah, yeah and i've also realized that all my decisions of all well, at least a lot of my decisions are based around this one-year-old like which isn't necessarily a bad thing uh but it just forces you to be creative if there are yeah. goals that you kind of want to reach and achieve so yeah is he walking talking yet bro doing he's climbing on, doing on tables science. no yeah he can't handstand walk yet which is really embarrassing no, no, no. but <laughs> <laughs> come on no, like, come on boy but he's like he's jumping on tables and he knows when he's doing something that he's not supposed to do because when he stands on a chair like he climbs on or he stands on a table he looks for you yeah. then he smiles like hey Look at me, right. you know, so yeah, yeah it's super ch cheeky. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, can you hear me? Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep. Oh, come on now, Wi Fi. Is it is that you or me? Okay, we're back. Are we back? <laughs> no, I got a call. I got a call. I just rejected. I don't know who it was. I rejected uh, it for you. Rookie, rookie mistake, man. <laughs> I know, I gotta go. <laughs> Put on the do not disturb thing, dude. Just swipe down, click it, do not disturb. I'll just hold my breath for one second. <laughs> Come on, Natri. Do not disturb now. Done. I apologize. Right. I apologize. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. All right. Podcast Ooh, mark, we'll edit that mark, for, mark for edit. <laughs> so, Nats, I, I was uh, scrolling through your IG previously, and I, I see that you're in the middle of a virtual magic show series uh tell me yeah. more uh, what, what's it about what are you up to dude uh so it's basically me running a magic show over zoom yeah. 
so people can just watch from the comforts and safety of their homes. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and I am set up in a studio, which is actually my son's room. Like we've got yeah. diapers over here. I've actually yeah, yeah, set yeah. up my station on like a diaper changing station. Um, nice. But yeah, I love it, man. I love the virtual magic show. I've done a few virtual hosting gigs. Uh, it's yeah. cool because I get ready uh, at home. My studio yeah. is set up. And when I'm done, I just change into my yeah. PJs and I'm outside for story time with my kid, you know? <laughs> cool. So, and you got one, one more show left. Is that correct? Yeah. So I've got one public show left uh, this Saturday, uh, but yeah. I might uh, increase the, the run to another one or two more shows. There's been a few more inquiries. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. For yeah sure. And again, for the, for the sake of the listeners and viewers, Many of you probably wouldn't know this, but I, I've known Najri for a long time. And I recall conversations from 2012, 13, where oh my gosh. once upon a time when both of us had shorter hair, Najri <laughs> would be like, hey, 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 bro, hey, Dell, I've been thinking about doing like a, like a, like a magic show, man. If I just, I'm just not sure whether... Whether it's gonna oh work, gosh. whether people are yeah. gonna rock up, whether, whether it's, uh, it's gonna be <laughs> successful. Um, and, and so it's been a, it's been a real joy not to just see from across the oceans and across the miles, seeing you kind of own and, and take up this, this space that you used to talk about from so long ago. Thanks, man. It means so much coming from you. And it's funny that you mentioned that because those are the, still the same things I whine about to my wife. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if people would pay for tickets. I don't know if people are going to come. Like, yeah. I still say it, even though it's like nine, 10 years later, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, it's a nice full circle moment here that I'm still whiny and insecure. So <laughs> from before that maybe 2009 10 ish um and i've seen you along the way right you've been involved in gigs small and big you've been you're the voice on radio that many would recognize you are the face of many uh, a marketing campaign so people in brunei would just they might not know you but they'll recognize you either your voice or from your IG or from just marketing collateral from billboards or magazines. So I, I got to ask that, um, what's been your proudest, your biggest, your, the, the, the success that you can kind of look back on at what you've done so far? What's been, what stands out? Is there like one or two, which really like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that time, that place, that client, we really nailed it. We all engines were firing and we really, that was a really special one to me. Is there one that stands out or two? There's a few for sure. Um, but yeah. I kind of wanted to, to twist that uh, angle a little bit because yeah. it wasn't really about like, um, just that one thing that stood out. It's like how yeah. something sort of led to another. And that's, yeah. that's something that, or, uh, even if it, it was just it, all the things that I sort of look back to that I'm super proud of were things that I put out in the ether, things that I vocalized uh, just out to anyone who would listen. Uh, so yeah. for that, to, that usually is what I look back to. Like, man, I actually voiced this out so many yeah. years ago and to see it actually happen is super cool. So for example, I remember um, I was, uh, I was in my living room and yeah. uh, 
the the trailer for one of those you know talent shows uh came up on star yeah. world back in the day yeah and i remember mm -hmm. i was in my pjs i was looking i was looking at that 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 show and i, I remember telling my mom like mom like I'm going to be on this show one day. And she was like, what? Yeah. it's such a weird thing to say. And, uh, yeah. you know, a couple of years later, I, I do end up making it to the live auditions of this talent show. Uh, and yeah. then, um, I remember like there was a time where I was like, man, it'd be so cool. Like I was, I was working out so much. I'm like, man, my goal one day is to be sponsored by a brand. And I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. a couple of months later, I had a yeah. conversation with Pauline, uh, from Under yeah. Armour and I got, I got picked up by Under Armour, which was super cool. Um, yeah. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I remember telling myself, like, I don't, I remember talking to Tots about this. I was like, I don't know what it is, but something tells me I need to be in Jakarta. And next thing yeah. you know, I get this opportunity to represent Brunei at this yeah. magic reality show in Indonesia. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I even told Tots, like, I was like, Tots, I would love to perform around the country, uh, around the region. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I get sold out shows in Manila. And so it's, it all just starts, like, there's so many of these things that I feel yeah, they're really cool. But I think what's extra cool is vocalizing and, and really knowing like what, what I want my goals to be. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you, you kind of, you brush past it, but you worked hard for it, right? You, it didn't just fall on your lap. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't just scroll through Instagram and they, they didn't find you. You had to go for auditions. You had to go and really chase after it. For sure, man. Yeah. For sure. A lot, a lot of work behind the scenes like, you know, just crash and burning at gigs, uh, you know, yeah. and just falling on your face, uh, yeah. just, you know, messing up and just learning every single step of the way, just taking every opportunity, tweaking how you could be better, and then yeah. just trying to get to where you want to be. And again, if people don't realize, right, because uh, you and I, we, one of the things we have in common is we, we know what it's like to be in front of an audience, a crowd, uh, small, big, conference, those kinds of things where we speak from a stage and mm -hmm. people often see the end product. They see that that 30 minute highlight reel of us performing or speaking. Yeah. Uh, they see that that high. But again, I touched on this before, like there's so much that goes into the prep work, the the worry, the question, a big <laughs> one is the the doubt, right? The doubt, like, ah, oh, are they gonna are they gonna laugh? Are they gonna uh, you know find my thoughts, my my performance intriguing or interesting? So you know that that can't be underlined enough that so much goes into the behind the scenes things, and that is strange when we translate that to sometimes when we're charging for a ticket, like, oh wow, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put a price tag on this one. Oh, actually, maybe I should do this for free. And yeah. we still find that that strange place where we're we're oh doubting ourselves. Um, sure. But you know, it, but again, it just it just goes back to this idea that you know, once we've put in the, the hard yards and the miles and the prep work, <clears> uh, just to to own it and to really you know say that you know what I've worked hard for this. I'm gonna own this space. And so again, I, I you know hats off to you, nuts, for for just kind of making Thanks, that. Man. Those, those dreams of yours um, happen. Dude, and I've said this before, like you were definitely a catalyst in like all this, man. Like I think you reached out to some student in Melbourne in like 2010 or something like that. And you were just like, hey, I heard you do magic. Like I got a couple of you know, questions for like my website, Project Bruna, you know? So yeah. like a little thing. And you even gave me like a platform to, to MC and to host. Like you had uh, Convergence. And yeah, back in the day, on. which was like this, this uh, show. And you're like, 
hey, why don't you like MC? And I'm like, wow, like, really? You're like, sure, okay. You know, so you gave me a platform to sort of just experiment and just to sort of see yeah. what I was good at and stuff like that. It's funny that you said doubt because uh, I know you recently put up a post uh, about a quote from mm. Shang-Chi. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you're like, yeah. if you aim at nothing, you'll, you'll get nothing. You hit, you hit nothing, that's right. You hit nothing, yeah. So I'm, I'm watching Iron Fist right now. And the yeah. one line that stood out to me today, because I just saw an episode earlier, was yeah. doubt leads to death, which is super Come on. Like, like super, yeah. super somber. Uh, but like, um, but yeah, man, it's just, I think it's, it's normal, right? We're humans. We're, yeah. we're, we're gonna always have these feelings of like, being worthy uh yeah. you know should i charge this much should i yeah should i you know should i put on a show do people actually want to watch what i want to put out do yeah people listen to yeah. my content um when we were talking about virtual shows earlier there was there were a couple things that i was definitely going through uh that sort of ride right that yeah. ride we do when we try to release something new and yeah. uh, i think i managed to reach out to a lot of people magicians around the world to sort mm. of help me get my mind right and frame the show just right as well. Mm. Uh, yeah. and if it's if it's okay with you, I'd like to I'd like to share share with you yeah. some things. Yeah. So, um, like, one of them was uh, I got to because I was worried. I was worried like how much should I start charging because yeah. will that affect my rates in the future? Um, yeah. How do I how do I pitch to a, to like a company about this? How do I upsell yeah. to a company? You know, there were a lot of things yeah. that were going through my head. And virtual, yeah. no one in Brunei has done a virtual show. So I was very like, I was super hesitant. There was no framework. Sure. There was no benchmark yeah. to sort of base off. So yeah. I reached out to this guy called, uh, I reached out to one guy first, turned out to be a douche. Ooh, and I was like, on. all right, whatever. I don't want to do this anymore. I was and having then, uh, a bad day, okay? I was having a bad day, Audrey. <laughs> I was having a bad day. I know, I know, I know. Look at me, I ran a 21. I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, so I ended up reaching out to one of like my heroes that I looked up to. His name's Kostya Kimlat. Uh, he is uh, like a business magician. He does a lot of corporate shows. Yeah. And he recently yeah. did a lot, a series of virtual magic show, like info videos on YouTube, which I found really interesting and really helpful. So I reached out to him and I was like, yo, uh, do you do consultation? Do you do sort of yeah. mentorship or like different, like sort of like a series of classes mm. I could pay to join? It's like, yeah. unfortunately he doesn't. Uh, yeah. But he was kind enough to take time to sort of just help me answer some of the questions there in terms of like businesses and stuff. I've yeah. got the email up here. Like if you want to hear about it later, you let me know. But sure. I got to hook up with this guy who would teach me a little bit uh, on, on the business side of things, which was super yeah. cool. Uh, mm. I then connected with another magician mm. in KL. His name's Andrew Lee, who is killing yeah. it in the virtual scene. He's doing shows for like Microsoft and Facebook and like LinkedIn yeah. and all that stuff yeah. virtually. Uh, and then, I just reached out to him. Like we've never met in person. Uh, you mm. know, we just know each other from mutual magician friends. And I was yeah. like, yo, like I had a few questions, blah, blah, blah. Like, would you, you know, help me out, answer me some of these questions. Uh, I'd be yeah. happy to pay you for your time. And he just yeah. chatted with me on the messenger. He'd be like, bro, let me help you however way I can. So he talked to me about the tech side of things, the business side of things. Then I spoke to a buddy of mine uh, in Indonesia. His name is Damien, big magician there. Mm. Then yeah. he helped me. So he watched my, my show. He was watched one of the first yeah. few runs of my show. And he was like, hey, this is good, but let's yeah. talk about your theme of the show. Let's talk about how yeah. the show flows. Let's talk about your yeah. ending. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, it tweaked it to what the show is today. I spoke yeah. to a local guy, close friend of mine called Anas, who yeah. is a photographer and videographer. So he helped me sort of frame my room 
uh, and yeah. lighting and video and like microphones and all that stuff uh, yeah. to just sort of take it to that like next level. So I, I, I reached out to so many people. And I think the, the lesson here is reach out to people who are better than you uh, yeah. just to, to help you get where you want to be, man. So are you saying you're not naturally this good? <laughs> I'm modest too. Yeah. You mean you, you didn't just wake up and become successful? Uh, is that what I mean, you're the hair, the hair is it's its own thing. Uh, but, but nah, man, like I, am, I, I'm so fortunate to to have like this network yeah. of friends and like like yeah. people that that would yeah. help. And I think magic is one of those industries or one of those arts that you could actually yeah. reach out to someone that you look up to and yeah. stand a chance of getting a reply. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, originally I put up this post um, about doubt that you said before. Um, I said something else when it comes to dealing with doubt. Yeah. Because uh, I, I kind of, you know, uh, wax poetic, right? I was saying, you know, doubt is a, an amazing thinker. So don't try and outthink doubt. <clears throat> I said, Doubt is a, an amazing um, disciplinarian. So don't try to out-discipline doubt. Um, but one thing that doubt isn't, doubt isn't a doer. Right? It's just whispering in your ear, da, 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 you're not good enough. You're, you're never going to make it. You're never going to be good <clears> enough. Um, but I, I've, I know from my own career, my own journey, my own uh, progress moving forward, that you know, whenever I'm faced in that you know, fork in the road, do I doubt myself or do i just push push through i've come to know that doubt is the only way to deal with doubt is to outdo doubt meaning you gotta take out, action doubt, you gotta doubt. out <laughs> do doubt so the idea yeah. being that you know you, we can't if you, if you try and just um think it through and overthink things and plan for things so you're just going to be stuck in that one spot whereas when we, we take action that's when those like you saying before you reached out to this guy to that guy to this guy to that guy and then the other thing as well that you touched on is this idea that even the the good amongst us we need to be produced right because we, we, we can only see our world through this lens of life and sometimes if look you and i are both not videographers like in real life we're not like trained audio technicians and so it helps to speak to people in those spaces just to say hey For sure is my is my tone right is my sound right like recently i had a client where um she was delivering a, a presentation and she she wanted me to just listen to her presentation once through and like what you were saying before your friends were saying you know, for you, what's your theme of the magic show? So I was able to just give um, my own input and just cover her blind spots. So I think that's really powerful, Nuts. For sure, man. I, I, I believe it. Like, there are reasons why these people uh, and mm. like why she reached out to you. There's a reason why you are as successful as you are. There's a reason why these people are as successful as they are. And, you know, and the fact that they will mm. take the time to mm. sort of uh, help me or help them to sort of yeah. uh, make me a little bit better every day. Like that's something yeah. I do not take for granted at all. Like that's, yeah. I'm like, wow. Like they, they have 24 hours in a day and they decided to dedicate five minutes of their time to reply to an email to me or like whatever. Like, yeah. like yeah. you know that, so it's, it's definitely something that I do not hold lightly. Like, you know, so mm. for sure, man, it's for sure. Like I think every bit of help helps. Mm. Do you consider yourself successful, Natsu Harif? <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, no. uh, I, 
right now I feel like I'm I'm doing okay. <laughs> like you got enough still... money to pay for that conditioner for your hair. <laughs> conditioner, we all know it's argan oil, Delwin. <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> no, um, I feel like there's just so many things on my to do list still that I kind of yeah. want to cross off. Uh, yeah. and, and that's definitely something that, uh, you know, that I'm still always chasing. I also yeah. realized, especially years and years, uh, into, into this, this career that I do, uh, yeah. how you feel about doubt is how I feel about expectations. Like every time I, I, mm. I, I give myself expectations, I yeah. always get left, uh, you know, like sad or disappointed Inter- or a failure. For sure. So like for me, I never set expectations for anything only because I know setting expectations will like, I mean, like, I mean, you know, I'd I'd like to be like, yeah, sold out show would be, but I'd like to sort of Mm. set expectations in a sense that it's within things that I can control. Like, okay. Is it the best show that I can give? Yes. Yes. It is the best show I can give. Is it the best tricks I can give? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the best tricks I can give for this medium, you know, that sort of thing. So, so I think, yeah, that, that for me, like when you talked about doubt, I feel the same way about mm. expectations and uh, I try to make sure mm. that uh, I take everything as they come. So, What about failures, nuns? Ooh, I could write a book about failures, uh, brother man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that you know, was the theme of our uh, last conversation, right? Yeah, that, that's right. And I was going through the notes from, uh, from before about how our last conversation, we, 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 crowd, we carved out some time just on the topic of failures and you know some of the things which which surfaced from my memory the, from that conversation were around you know it sounds so cliche but without the failures there's no <clears throat> there's no wins because th- there's a saying in in you know personal development and, and coaching that if you're not trying uh, if, if you're not failing you're not trying hard enough right so meaning if you really want to chase after something which which is so outside of your current comfort zone failure is just part of that process yeah and, and again the last the last time we spoke we, we were discussing how there's a there's there's still such a stigma attached to discussing and talking and sharing about failures did i i will share to anyone and everyone about all the failures that i had uh, only mm. because like hey if, if you can do better or if you yeah. can, you know, not have to struggle as I did and you, it gets yeah. you to the, you know, ahead of the line mm-hmm. a little bit quicker, like I'm all for it, man. So I think one of the things uh, when you said there was a fork in the road and there's always yeah. going to be doubt, right? There's going to be one, yeah. one, for, one side of that road is going to be like doubt, right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel every doubt creeps in because we're yeah. afraid of failure, right? Mm. Like, yeah. like yeah. embarrassment, uh, yeah. expectations, not yeah. Bad, you yeah, know, yeah. little things like yeah. that. Uh, but I feel at the end of the day, as long as mm. no one is getting injured, no one's yeah. getting an arm broken, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Day, I may fail, but it's going to be a cool story that I get to share with you guys one day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's just going to be like something funny I can joke about in the future. That is if I have my mind right about it. Um, I'm a firm believer, Del, like I've said this before, I'll say it again, that everything happens for a reason. And all mm. I only say that with confidence because when mm. I look at those things that I achieved earlier, that I mentioned earlier, um, they mm. all led to different uh, and bigger things. So uh, mm. if it's okay with you, I- I'd like to share them with you. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. So first things first, I remember thinking to myself, man, I would love to perform in Jakarta one day. I don't know why, yeah. something tells me I yeah. need to be there. And an opportunity yeah, yeah, yeah. came along and said, hey, yeah. do you want to represent Brunei? 
uh, at the Grandmaster Asia. It's basically like The Voice, but magicians. Mm. And yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yes, I want to do it. Uh, what yeah. do I need to prepare? What kind of yeah. like? Who are the judges? No idea. I don't know what tricks. Just perform yeah. whatever you perform. And yeah. what a fail, because I perform. <laughs> I perform tricks for the crowd when yeah. I should have been performing tricks to the judges. Uh, so it was more entertainment based than it was skill based for me in right. my head. Yeah, that was yeah, a mistake yeah. I made. Uh, so I got yeah. kicked out in the first round hated myself i had to stay there for yeah. two weeks uh yeah. but uh i stayed around for every single recording every single day just so i could learn and absorb mm. uh, as much yeah. as i could from all the magicians from around like yeah. the the region like we had mm. champion magicians from korea from japan from taiwan like when else mm. am i gonna sit down with these guys yeah. and learn uh yeah. it paid off i i actually got called i came back to brunei the next day they called me like, Nazri, we want to call you back in for the wild card. So mm. now I know what their expectations were. Yeah, yeah, straight yeah. Straight into the wild card and I made it to the semifinals. So yeah. there was that, that little failure that added to a little win. I'm like, okay, so yeah. that's cool. Uh, and then after that, even though I failed uh, yeah. on, so here's the thing. I was super sad about it because of expectations. I remember yeah. telling Tots before I left, I don't want to be the stereotype Bruneian. I don't want to be the first guy that gets eliminated. Lo and behold, I get eliminated first, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. Like, curses, you know. Uh, okay, so that failure. Then, because of my experience on Grandmaster Asia, I yeah. actually got called into the live auditions for this other talent show. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and uh, I, I went to the auditions like regular walk-in auditions in Malaysia. They, yeah, they liked the story, they liked the yeah. performance, and then they're like, yeah. "Okay, we want to call you in for the live, the live audition." So, yeah. I went on stage uh, for three minutes of my time uh, and uh, I completely failed, man. Like it was, mm. I fell smack on my face. Wow. Uh, yeah. I remember one of the guys said, so here's the line, because they're mm. like, describe yourself. And I'm like, Jack of all trades, master of none. I laugh. And at yeah. the end, after my performance, he said to me, Whoa. well, Nasri, I think you hit the nail on the coffin on this one. You, you uh. said you were a jack of all trades and a master of none. And today you are not a master of magic. Uh, <laughs> broke my heart like so many mm. months of rehearsal leading wow. up to just three yeah. minutes on stage this one opportunity yeah. Yeah, and yeah, in yeah, my yeah, head yeah. i was like i'm done there's nothing else i yeah. can ever do anymore so i got home to the hotel uh yeah i i cried i called tati up and i was like yo i'm i'm done i i don't want to do this yeah. anymore like it yeah, hurts yeah, yeah. so much every time yeah. it hurts even more uh yeah. i ended up just being <clears throat> so from there i ended up mm. being this 30 second clip that, mm. sh that, that was played to represent magic wasn't having a yeah. good day uh, uh. to lead up to the, the guy who was going to win that season of Asia's, oh, wow. of whatever that show is. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I, was, uh, I was super heartbroken, but I guess from there I got three things, right? Number one, yeah. I now have a label, the first, yeah. the first guy to represent Brunei on this show. <laughs> like, like I can say I am the first to be featured right. on their show. Yeah, uh, number yeah, yeah. two, I now know what their expectations are. So if I do decide to go back in yeah. to audition for another season, I know exactly mm. what they're looking for and what I need to do to sort of hopefully push me a little bit more further into the competition. And finally, mm. number three, we've talked about this earlier. I have a mm. funny ass story I can share in like little conversations like this. So, you know, that's, that's yeah. that. So, so I did, I did Grandmaster as a, a fail. Uh, but it led to you know this got this this talent show fail. Yeah. But yeah. then, from these two experiences, 
Yeah. I got invited to perform a tour show in Manila. Yeah. It yeah. was called the Grand Masters of Magic. We had mm. two of the judges from the actual TV show. It's like, hey, let's branch off. Let's do our own show. Let's start in Manila. Uh, yeah. They decided to bring me on, another guy from Singapore on. We did a yeah. sold out show, Music Museum. They brought us back yeah. again, this time with more performers, uh, champion yeah. magician from Korea, uh, world record holders from like Malaysia, uh, yeah. a Taiwan TV magician, me. Yeah. God yeah. knows why. <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, we sold that out as well. And then uh, COVID happened. So I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and it's going to lead mm. to other things. Mm, mm. I'm, I've saved this, um, I've, had, I've got this question for the end, but I'll, I'll ask it now because it kind of ties in. What, what's next <clears throat> for you then? Like what's on the radar? What does 2022 look like, 2023? What's up your sleeve nuts? To be honest, I'd love to perform outside the country more. I think just mm. before COVID, I think it was January yeah. or February last year, I got yeah. invited to perform at a private event in Singapore for mm. like Chinese New Year, which yeah. was super fun. I'd like yeah. to be performing outside the country more. Yeah. I'd like to at least audition for some TV hosting work. Uh, yeah. That's something I enjoy doing. And something still tells me I need to be in Jakarta. So there's, mm. that's still on the, on the list. And if there's like a way for me to to share my experience in communication or creating mm. content. That's yeah. something definitely I want to explore as well. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of what you've just said makes me think of how, because as I, again, as I was preparing, as I was going through your content, scrolling, scrolling, uh, you've got close to, is it 30,000 followers now? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like 20, 28. Because I'm thinking like, why? Why aren't you, this will sound strange, why aren't you bigger? Why, 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 why aren't you in the millions? Because you've, you've got such good content, you're, 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 you've got that voice, that charisma for the screen and all that. Uh, and look, this, this, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, um, puff you up, but I think just like just myself, keep it coming, as, just, keep just it like coming. my, now, now this is where I put it on, put it on me, just like myself, <laughs> I've, I've been trying to find a way to, um, you know, like just grow the brand, grow the awareness. Um, again, from my, from my own journey with like, uh, for those of you who remember once upon a time, uh, I was Brunei Tweet. I was a big thing on Twitter. It grew to, you know, um, tens of thousands of followers. And again, uh, it got to that point where, because I knew in my mind, and this will sound so egotistical to say it out loud, but I knew in my mind, uh, I, I had all the things lined up, but just to break into that next level. And I think any, any of the followers, the viewers, for those of you entrepreneurs, for those of you who you put in the time, the effort, the tears, the sweat into your craft, it's going to be part of anyone's journey to how do we help more people? Because again, I say all that to say that it's not, and I, I think you'll, you'd agree that it's not about us, right? And, and, and as a performer for yourself, as a speaker for myself, the first thing in my mind is always, how do I best serve my audience? What's best for the audience? And, and, and it just got me thinking like, wow, this is part of, um, part of the journey that we're on, just to keep pushing the boundaries, to keep applying for things and keep getting the word out, keep collaborating with different people, just to keep growing um, uh, who we are as, as people. For sure, and I, I, just wanna, 
I just want to put a pause here and say, look, for those of you who are watching, I've, I've just been keeping one eye on the comment section. It looks like there's a whole bunch of questions and comments coming through. So feel free to ask uh, questions and put it into the, the chat box below. Uh, someone before asked, uh, can, can I have permission to take a screenshot by all means? <laughs> so feel, feel free to take a screenshot. Sam Siren, shout out to Sam Siren. It's not about the followers that matter. It's the joy of what you love to do and the content you share. Therefore, the followers will do follow. You mind, do you mind if I share that uh, on that a little bit, Del? Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I feel one, what like it's it's this big pie, right? That that yeah. sort of that I think has a lot of these parts to play. Like number one is yeah. consistency, right? Especially yeah. with like algorithms and all that stuff. If yeah. I'm not posting consistently, it's really going to affect how much uh, my content. Uh, yeah. regardless how good or how not good gets pushed out yeah. to everyone else. Right. Yeah. Uh, an another thing is, um, you know, uh, is, is what content you put out? Like, mm. are you doing content where you puff yourself up or are you doing content mm. which will hopefully benefit people in the future? And I think that's, that's what really people want to know, right? People at mm. the end of the day, we're all humans. We're all trying to get and be better versions of ourselves. So yeah. am I spreading the right content to sort of, uh, yeah. serve that, that purpose? Uh, yeah. and, and, and yeah, man. And I think you gotta be genuine, dude. Like ev everyone can sense it. Like everything on social media can be so fake sometimes. And yeah. I think everyone can just sense the, how genuine uh, someone is on social media. Yeah. Even for myself, like, um, some of you might, might know me from my other account. Hey, Delwin. And even this one, uh, Delwin speaks, I only launched just like a month ago. And so there was a real, uh, nervousness when it came to uh, launching, a brand new Instagram account again from zero. But I think the beauty there is it gave me uh, a chance just to think and to really sit down and think, what kind of content do I want to be putting out there? But more so than that, the kind of audience I want to attract and how do we find that perfect meet in the middle moment where like what I'm saying is resonating with what he or she wants to, wants to learn about and wants to, wants to absorb. But yeah, for definitely sure. Definitely the whole thing about authentic, on authenticity, right? Because the days yeah. of the days of fake it till you make it, I mean, those days are long gone because the For sure. whole ve the veil of um, 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 hiding behind um, just talking about the highlights, those days are gone because as consumers of content, we're, we're nearly demanding of so much more like, look, enough about all the highlights. Show me the real you. Show me the, the real yeah. authentic you. For sure, man. And mm. you know, like, I think when, when you were talking about like breaking out and stuff a little earlier, I think one of the things mm. that stood out to me in this world of mm. social media, in this world yeah. that, that, that we're all trying to do so many things at once is we, yeah. we have too many things on our plate. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you read a book or, or heard the audiobook uh, green lights by Matthew McConaughey? No beautiful book like i thought it'd yeah. just be stories about his life but he litters all the different lessons that he's picked up yeah. uh, to yeah. the success that he is today so i think one of the things that really stood out to me i'm going to paraphrase it i'm going to butcher yeah. this so badly but basically <laughs> he said that you gotta do was... it in, you gotta do it in, it is accent or not come on all right all right all right all right so uh he was saying that at one point like he was doing so many things he was yeah. a dad he was a husband he yeah. was an actor, he had a production house, he had a music label, and he was looking at all these things that he was doing and he realized that he was getting like B's 
you know, maybe C's yeah. and stuff over the yeah. board. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, why yeah. is that? What would happen yeah. if I cut away a few yeah. of these things, a yeah. few of these B graded things, just yeah. so I could get A's in the other things. So I that, like that day, yeah. I think he quit. He closed down uh, and uh, he closed down his production house. He closed down mm. his music label. Uh, and mm. just focused on being an actor, a parent, and like a husband. And I think that's when he yeah. realized he started making gains and leaps and bounds. So I think my last yeah. year was really based around what do I really want to be doing five years from now? And, and mm. you know, what are the three main things that I want to do uh, mm. that and you know, focus all my energy and attention on that. So. Mm, mm, mm. And it's so, it's so important that because again, there's a saying in running and I guess not just for running, but sometimes to go fast, you got to go slow. Mm -hmm. Meaning instead of just going for that personal best and just sprinting and just ah, running, 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 yeah. sometimes it, um, to, to go further, longer, faster, there has to be seasons where we take a step back we work on all the different uh, weak bits, all the loose bits. Like for, for myself, for example, I, I, found it, I found that when I was running past 21K, 25K, my, my right knee would start hurting. So I had to start troubleshooting like, why is my right knee hurting? Is it like a local issue or is it like a, I've got like- um, um, Imbalance weak, sort of thing. Weak, or... Weakness in my hips. And so I realized it's my left hip, my, my gluteus medius, dropping some anatomy yeah. on you, my gluteus medius, <laughs> which was loose uh, and which was weak. So my right side was like, um, compensating. Was getting, yeah, was compensating and getting fatigued into the run. So now that I've slowed down to just work on those weaknesses, it's just corrected that imbalance. And I think that's a lesson in there For around, sure. you know, if you want to, you know, move forwards and just really kind of grow and uh, go to that next level. Sometimes, like, I guess this season of COVID has given us all this opportunity to really slow down and just to take stock <clears throat> of where are, where, where am I? Like, what, yeah. what have I done so far? Um, yes, I'm stuck at home, but um, in, in Melbourne, there was a saying, um, we may be in lockdown, but we're not locked out, meaning our mind Ooh. is still able our mind is still able to grow. We can still learn. Yeah. We can still listen to podcasts, read books. So I, I, yeah. There's so, so many, there's so many things out there, right? Like master classes, there's free lessons yeah. on YouTube. Like there is no excuse to not learn yeah. and, and grow. Like, yeah. uh, and, and I, I think I'd like to tie it back again to like what we talked about earlier. Like yeah. it's still like one, you know, take a step back to move forward. Uh, if you're a professional athlete, surround yourself with a team, right? Like you've yeah. got a nutritionist, yeah. you've got yourself a, just yeah. like me when I was doing my show, if you saw the first, the first rendition was literally my MacBook Pro with like my camera just stuck behind it, just calling yeah, yeah, on my yeah. friend Anas, Anas, I have an idea. Just tell me what this looks like. And then from yeah. there, it evolved into this whole like production thing. And so it's like surround people uh, around you that, that know better than you or, or yeah. surround yourself with tools that can help you get yeah. to where you want to be. Yeah. Now, there were, there were a couple of questions that came through. Mm. Uh, one was around failure, which we've already covered. And the other one was around doubt. Uh, someone mm. was asking, let's, let, me, let me see, how would you combat doubt? Especially, it's especially loud during the down times. So we've already touched on this earlier on in our conversation, but any key dot points that you want to just re bring up to the surface again on how to combat Man, that? Uh, so honestly, uh, I talk a lot with my wife, like Tati, yeah. 
Like, yeah. I just tell her, I vomit everything out sometimes. Like, I don't know if yeah. I want to blah, 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 blah. So I think yeah, you yeah. got to surround, you got to surround yourself with a crew that aren't yeah. yes man that says like, oh yeah, yeah you could totally do it. You definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't need yes man. I need, I need people who are real with me. And she'd be like, mm. she's the one that will call me out. Like, hey man, that sound wasn't as great as it could be. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, and you know what? She's right. She's seen so many yeah, of my yeah, things yeah. that, that, so, so yeah, I think, I think talking about it really helps. Uh, but talking to someone that knows you really well to just yeah. remind you of who you are and where yeah. you came from and what you're capable of. And mm. that's just as important as well. So uh, you want a support mm. crew, not a yes man crew. Mm. I think that's, mm. that's really important. Yeah. My thoughts to that question on doubt, like even before, um, before we went, we went live, I spent an hour speaking with um, PTEB and KB. I saw so I was, <laughs> so it was, it's been kind of, of a cool day because even though I'm here all the way in Melbourne, Australia, it's been kind of cool just kind of reaching out and uh, speaking, you know, into the lives of young people again. These were all yeah. um, uh, year, what's the word, like year form sixes, like uh, junior sixes or whatever, whatever it's called in Brunei. Uh, but just talking about growth mindset. And I, I was kind of illustrating the point. I had two, two hats, right? So I was saying, you know, every day, we have the option of uh, putting on two kinds of hats. One is the fixed mindset hat. This idea that when it comes to facing challenges or doubt or being put into uh, uncomfortable positions, we, we shy away. We, we don't like being challenged. We don't like getting feedback. We don't like asking for help. We just want to fly under the radar. And we'll say things like, I, I can't do it. I simply cannot do it. But I was saying, look, there's another hat called the growth Come on, come on now. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, Pharrell called. He wants his hat back. <laughs> I love it, dude. I can't do this yet. Meaning if I put in the time, the effort, if I ask for help, if I, if I seek, you know, um, advice from people who have gone before me, um, I, I change that, that, that internal tone to saying, I, I can't do this yet. And I think that kind of a mindset is so, so important when dealing with doubt. For sure, dude. I think that's really important. I just finished my level two nutrition course, right? So yeah. um, for me, uh, nutrition is such a big gap in my game. So I decided yeah. to do a course to get better at it and to get better at coaching at it. And one of yeah. the things they really touch on is having that growth mindset as well. Mm. Having a growth mindset, like you said, is someone mm. that doesn't look at hurdles and, and gets, gets away, like scared of it. It just yeah. looks at how can I sort of best attack this or take this on uh, yeah. or, or, you know, like, you know, little things like that. And for me, it all leads down. Like we have these big goals, right? So for example, it mm. could be, I want to be, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to have a six pack. Like that's like the big goal, right? From a nutrition standpoint. And then what, <laughs> Did what someone what? say six pack? <laughs> <laughs> like, so that people would just be like, okay, how do I get a six pack? You know, yeah. and then under there are these little, these little changes that you need to do. You need to work yeah. out more. You need to eat better, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then yeah, under, yeah, yeah. underneath, when you look at changes, you're going to look at habits. And one of the habits mm. that I do to say eat better is I need yeah. to eat more protein. I need to eat more veggies. Yeah. And then from there, yeah, yeah. how can I find tiny actions to yeah. sort of help me get to where I need to be? Could it just be introducing protein into more protein into one of my meals a day. So for mm. me, I like to look at it that the doubt is there. Yes. But for me to best tackle what I want to achieve and what I want mm. my goal to be is yeah. uh, I find little actions that mm. will change into little habits 
habits mm. will lead to changes and changes mm. will lead me to my goal. So that's how I break it down. I take that bigger goal and like divide it down into manageable chunks. Yeah. And the other thought um, around mindset, growth mindsets is this idea of neuroplasticity. Come on. Dropping the knowledge here. Ooh. Ne- ne- neuroplasticity this idea and the research tells us that the mind the brain is like any other muscle the more we use it the more we stretch it the more we train it it grows and so this 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 idea that if if those of you listening or watching are thinking oh i can't do this i can't do that you know just stretch that mindset and just take off the whole the old fixed mindset let me just illustrate this again that's my hats take off the fixed <laughs> mindset and put on the growth mindset right and and if you don't have a hat uh you can use a mask <laughs> hey i was like i don't have a hat but i got a mask right here uh, oh man dude dude um the, the uh another question from amanda yeah um Shout out to Amanda. Do you both do intermittent fasting slash keto diet? I, I feel that that's going to be a topic for another conversation, but very quickly, not any, any quick, any yeah. quick comments on that? No, I, I don't. Uh, I've, tr- I've experimented with it before, but I just yeah. realized that it didn't fit into my lifestyle uh, and yeah. it just wasn't sustainable for me, for me. Yeah. So I don't yeah. do it. I just worry about getting whole foods into my system and just making sure that I eat enough throughout the day. I have done intermittent fasting. However, now that I'm, I'm thick into the training for my marathon, <clears throat> I, I'm just so much more hungry all the time. So my, my, my fitness goals have changed. And so I, I find I'm just eating nuts every other, um, every other day, every other hour now. Um, so yeah, so, uh, so, so to, to, Amanda, to answer your question, Yes, I have done uh, intermittent fasting, but I think the, the key thing is what are your goals and does it align with your goals? Nice. Yes, um, for whatever reason, IG is telling me we've only got like 90 seconds left. So are you, ha- <laughs> are you, are you happy to go on for a bit longer if we log off and yeah, log back on I again? Am. Okay, yeah, yeah, so I'll, I'll be happy to. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll just wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, right, right. Okay. So everyone watching, um, Nats and I will hop off and then I will save this video <laughs> and then we will hop back on for maybe another 15, 20 minutes. So everyone else, um, thanks for all your questions. There's one, one question here. What advice can you share to an elderly to shift his mindset from fixed to growth? Um, uh, must the growth mindset be a I, I've got an answer. I've got an answer oh, like for that, that one later. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Nods nighttime crime fighter confirmed. And let's see, there's one question in, in the comment section as well. Um, we, someone commented, is this him? Aziz, Aziz Harun 212? Is it really Aziz Harun? So Aziz, <laughs> <laughs> so Aziz, Harun is, Aziz Harun is saying, I don't know why, but I can't comment on the live, but you guys should start a podcast together. Could listen to the both of you all day. Oh, thanks, Aziz. That, that might be uh, that might be on the works, huh, Del? <laughs> well, you never know, Aziz. Hey, Aziz, let's talk, man. You, you need to get talk. him on your. Forget yes, about Nazi. You and me should talk. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! What are you doing? All right, I'll see you. I'll see you in a bit. Everyone, welcome back. This is Delwin Keysbury. You are listening live to myself and my buddy Nazri. 
we are, I'm doing this series called the 100 Leaders Series. Check out my podcast on anchor.fm. Uh, just type in, hey, Delwin, and you will find me. So Nadri, you and I were in the middle of a conversation around <clears throat> success and failures. We were talking about um, growth mindsets and fixed mindsets. We were talking about um, doubt. We were talking about um, dealing with frustrations and uh, a whole bunch of other things that someone even asked us about our diet as well. Um, <laughs> so w- welcome back, Nadri. Welcome back. If you have questions for Nadri or for myself, feel free to pop in, into the comment section below. But Nadri, let's pivot and spend some time talking about communication. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, because like I said before, you've spent time on a stage. You know what it's like seeing an audience in front of you. <clears throat> Likewise, I have spent time in front of a stage as well, workshops, conferences, those kinds of things. Um, so let's kind of pivot towards you know communication tips or, or tricks or advice for those of us watching or listening who are keen or interested in this space of how to be a more confident speaker, a more proficient speaker? How do you deal with nerves? What are your opening thoughts, Nuts? So I'm, it's I'm glad you brought it up because I have to do a talk in like a couple of weeks about effective communication. Hey, so I was, so I, I, I actually do have a little bit of content, some thoughts on like what it takes to, to be an effective communicator. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. For me personally, yeah. Every gig I do, regardless, yeah. if it's the same company from the year before, if it's for yeah. a room of 30 or if it's for a room of two, 3,000, I still get the nerves. I still get butterflies uh, before yeah. I go on stage, regardless yeah. if it's magic, MC work with a script, whatever, I still yeah. get the nerves. Yeah. For me, if I can nail the opening, that sets the tone for the rest of the evening for me, which is bad because mm. if it doesn't hit, then I'm going mm. to be clawing my way throughout. But for me... Uh, if I can nail my opening in the most confident way, in the most smoothest way yeah. I can do it, I know that's going to set the yeah. tone for the rest of the night for me. Yeah. Um, I do have a couple of steps uh, or a couple of things that I feel yeah. help you become a more effective communicator. Uh, yeah. Number one is knowing your content. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Uh, knowing my content allows me to be in the moment, allows me to be in a bit of a flow state so I can improvise and mm. really interact with everyone. I'm yeah. going to put this uh, in a magician's uh, sort of uh, like POV, okay? Yeah. So in magic, I've re- rehearsed a routine hours and hours, sometimes even hundreds of hours on just mm. one routine. And one routine can be anywhere from one minute to 10 minutes on stage. Yeah. And I have yeah. definitely put in hundreds of hours for, for certain things. Uh, yeah. In magic, you have the method, right? All the behind the scenes work. And then yeah. you also have the presentation, the pretty stuff yeah. to dress everything all up. These are two yeah. parts that sort of make yeah. uh, an effect effective. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So being able to practice the method for hundreds and hundreds of hours allows me mm. to be more smooth, right? And mm. work out all the kinks and all the placements. Uh, that way I'm not sort of like worrying like, oh, what do I do next? Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah. Practicing yeah. the patter, the speech, yeah. the presentation uh, makes mm. me look even more smooth because now there's mm. no dead time. Everything has a purpose. Uh, there's yeah. a hook to pull you in. Uh, yeah. So it works both ways. However, getting the, fo- so getting the method allows mm. me to focus on my presentation. And getting mm. my presentation in check allows me to be present and yeah. start focusing on engaging and interacting with yeah. my spectators. This is where I make the real connections. So that's what I feel yeah. about knowing your content. Know it so well mm. 
that mm. you can present it. And at the same time, it allows you to interact and really play off and be in the moment in whatever room you're in. Mm. So that's, that's, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, one of the other things is I rehearse or with, with intent and with purpose. Like mm. I'm not just repeating things over and over again. I'm not just doing this over and over again. Uh, you know, uh, I look, I, I break down every, every performance. Uh, yeah. I've got, I've got recordings from all my virtual shows, which I watch to sort of tweak yeah. and make better. Uh, I yep. look for shortcomings, like uh, were there any dead times? Were there yeah. places I fumbled? Uh, yeah. Were there places in my performance that I see attention start to drop? These are things I all try to stay in the moment and really focus yeah. on to try yeah. to make things better in the future. Speaking of making mm. things better, I'm also still looking for things to make better. Um, mm. Things that could make my effects smoother or stronger. Is it a new method? Mm. Is it a new, uh, is it a timing thing? Uh, mm. I'm even looking for jokes or lines that sometimes mm. might even come from the spectators. Like I remember mm. last time I was doing a needle swallowing routine and then yeah. this lady said, don't worry, I know, I, I know CPR. And then the whole room was like, <laughs> and then off the top of my head, I said, no wonder, because you took my breath away. And hey. I was just like, so I was just like, man, that's such a good line. How can I manufacture it so that it comes up yeah. organically in the next performances? So it feels like yeah, it's yeah, off yeah. the cuff. So I'm yeah, always yeah, yeah, looking yeah. for things like that. Uh, I practice and I perform with intent and with purpose. Uh, mm. And in terms of practice, I practice everywhere. When I'm driving, mm. I'm trying, yeah. I'm not memorizing the script, but I'm trying to know as yeah. much as I can that I can sort of, yeah. you know, go without having to look at my notes. Uh, I practice yeah. in the camera so I can see all the movements that I flash. What's it look like yeah. from this angle? I practice in the mirror. Yeah. I practice the Tati, who is my worst yeah. critic, but most <laughs> necessary critic, right? Like, yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. That. Oh, I saw you hitting your head and you find yourself trying to justify it too. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. That's because I was like, super yeah. angry, like uh, I'm being so defensive right now, but it's so necessary. Um, yeah. I think one of the other tips is to be relatable, right? Yeah. Like I am yeah. not going to talk to a bunch of kindergartners about like astrophysics. <laughs> not that I even know what astrophysics is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. try to make sure I tie in all my performances to tie in with, with whatever uh, place I'm performing at. Just like my social yeah. media content, I wanna make sure things are easy to digest. I wanna make sure yeah. that it's relatable in the sense that it's current. It's things mm. people generally joke about maybe, mm. uh, stuff like that. So being relatable is another thing. I have uh, mm. two more things now. Mm. Be genuine. Mm. I think we talked about this earlier. Everyone can yeah. sense if you're being fake. Like I'm yeah. a, I know, I'm a dad who loves geeky things and silly sure. jokes and I live yeah. in Brunei. I am not yeah. going to pretend I'm a Las Vegas magician with like, yeah, yeah. you know, my, my t-shirt <laughs> undone all the way to my belly button. Who has doves appearing <laughs> on my hands, chainsaws and fireworks in the background, heavy metal uh, music because it's exciting. Like, I yeah. know I'm not that guy and I've come to yeah. terms with it. That guy is cool, but I'm just not that guy and I own right. it, uh, yeah. you know, and I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. And the last one is eye contact. Now, mm. virtually, it mm. means that while I'm performing on camera, I have to look into mm. the camera and not at the screen because yeah. that little breakaway um, yeah. is gonna kill whatever yeah. uh, relatability yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, that me and yeah. my me and my spectator will have. Uh, yeah. In a, it, you know, if if I'm in a crowd, I'm on stage. Mm. I'm scanning from left to right. I'm looking from front to back. I might not look anyone in the eyes, but it makes it feel like I'm looking everyone in the eyes. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get to know everyone. And the last one yeah. is if I'm in person, I'm talking to you and I'm looking you in the eye because I want you to mm. know that I'm, I'm aware, I'm listening, 
and I genuinely mm. respect your uh, whatever you have to say. So those are my tips, I think, to be an effective speaker or communicator. Woo! Come on. So guys, masterclass <laughs> dropping next month. Please make sure you <laughs> sign up. <laughs> That's right. Uh, for those of you uh, listening, um, Mike's not a uh, Mike. Nazri is not uh, shine on the mic. On on the mic on the microphone. Nazri is not shine the microphone. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you you mentioned all these different things around magic, and um, part of the my coaching work that I do, I'm building this online coaching course where I've got them in um, layers on layers. So I'll talk about some of the, uh, two of the frameworks I've developed. One is on the three P's of speaking. So you've got the the principles, and then you've got the next P, which is the practice. And then you've got the next P, which is the performance, right? So um, putting all this together in the world of communications, there are just some key principles that you, you need to know, right? In the world of communications, there are a bunch of different elements like you are the speaker, you, are, you have a message, you have an audience, uh, what's the channel you're going to be speaking through? Is it online? Is it virtual? Is it a workshop? Is it um, through a text? Is it an email? You've got things like feedback. You've got the audience. So th there are some of the key principles that if you know these principles and if you study them and if you have an appreciation for the principles right from the start, it just helps to add structure to the rest of the, 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 the presentation or the speaking um, gig that you're involved in. And then the practice, like we've been saying all conversation long is just put in the time, just put in For sure. the hours, just go to things like Toastmasters or open mic nights where uh, if, you're crash bomb, and burn. if you're gonna bomb and, and crash and burn, you know, <laughs> that's just part of the journey. It's just part of the practice. And once you get the, the, the first two P's down pat, that's where the performance becomes a bit more free flowing. And then the other structure that I had, I, I work around uh, the three M's, uh, mindset, the mechanics, and then <clears throat> the magic, right? So, yeah, so mindset, like we've been saying all conversation long, is this idea that um, before you get in front of an audience, who are you? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Do you have a fixed mindset? Do you have a growth mindset? How do you deal with doubt? Um, how do you deal with all these insecurities? So I go through all that with my clients. And then the, the, the methodology is all the, the structural things like intro, body, conclusion. Like you said before, um, when delivering, you mentioned eye contact. And that's so, so powerful, right? So all these things are all part of that methodology. And then the last part is the magic that's when the they finally dim the lights they finally give you the microphone you're finally in front of the audience or your workshop or your classmates or the boardroom and you have five minutes 10 minutes 15 minutes to deliver um, so once you have all these structures in place that's when the magic happens that's when we can make memorable moments for people to look back wow i can't i'll never forget the time I watched Nadri perform live and he made me feel something. I, I, suspend, I suspended my disbelief for that moment in time. But without all the things that go beforehand, there's not going to be that magical moment between us and the audience. For sure, man. I completely agree. I think, I think you hit like, like all the points there. You know, the three mm. P's, the three M's. Like mm. it just, I think having structure is a safety net, right? Like I think everyone yeah. always, a lot of magicians that I talk to, they're just like, I don't want to write a script. 
Like I, mm. then it's not going to feel like we're in the moment and stuff like that. Like, like, bro, yeah. the script yeah. isn't there to, to bind you. That script yeah, is like yeah, a safety yeah. net. It's a framework yeah. to, to sort of yeah. uh, get you where you need to be, you know? So it's, 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 I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Like, you know, everything's going to lead up, uh, all the hours of practice, all the mm. hours of research, all the hours of experimentation, all that stuff mm. is going to lead up to that performance and the magic part. And that's what we're all sort of trying to get to. Right yeah yeah and and you you, you said um you're talking about having a script I, I find it's it's an interesting discussion having a script because i find that if i because i i have before i speak i always kind of go through my notes and i used to be the kind of uh, speaker where i would literally have a script from hey, everyone to thank you so much I, everything yeah. i'm still out. that guy yeah but i found that it got to a point where uh, I was so into the script that some of the feedback I was getting from some of the friends I trust, they were saying like, Del, you're hitting all your points, but you're, it's like you're getting lost and in the script, in the delivery of the script <clears throat> word for words, as opposed to you just being present and, you know, noticing the person over there who's laughing or who's like got his, his or her arms folded or who's, who's having a, a tear roll down their eye. You're, you're forgetting about the audience. So I, I'm finding that when it comes to having a script, my approach is a bit more balanced that I, I like having that structure of being prepared, but I, I like kind of breaking that fourth wall a little bit more. For sure. I agree with you. I'm the same. Uh, mm. I think magicians talk about this a lot. Like there's some good books on performance theory and stuff like that, mm. like approaching yeah. magic, strong magic. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and, and it's the same thing. I think the script is there as a framework. It's a safety yeah. net but make sure because at the end of the day the priority mm. is entertaining the crowd yeah right yeah it yeah. is it is sharing with the crowd and yeah. so yeah. even though like i have a script um yeah. my priority is still sort of because i feel i do best when i mm. uh do like little quick wit like you know comebacks or stuff like that with yeah. the audience members so i'm always even though i'm running through the script in my head and i'm, I'm doing yeah, everything yeah, yeah. That i need to do i'm still yeah. listening for like Oh, I do see, I, you know, I do, I know CPR or like, like little jokes. Like uh, that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, what, what can I, what can I say to, to sort of jump in on that? And, and, you know, like, yeah, so I, I feel exactly the same way. My priority mm. will still be sort of engaging with, the, with yeah. the people and sort of looking out because at the end of the day, this is all for them, not for me. So. Yeah. And I also think the other thing, um, the mistake I used to make is <laughs> speaking from the heart. <laughs> I, I tell my, I tell my clients, look, um, you, you might feel like, I think we've all been there. We've been in, 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 uh, in the audience when someone, someone will say, hey, everyone, I'm just going to speak from the heart for a moment. And then they go on on a rift and they go on and on and they kind of get into the whole rambling phase. Because yeah, they don't know, they forgot, they forgot where they were supposed to go. Yeah, and they back to. <laughs> yeah there's, no, there's no landing point. And again, I, th yeah. I think that's a mistake I, I see sometimes when people, um, you need both. Yes, it's important to have that authenticity, but speak with your mind and your heart. And I think that's where sure. the, the that's where the magic happens. You're thinking about it. You're putting structure in there. You're you're not leaving your audience at a low, but you leave them at a high. All these different things. For sure, man. I'm mm. I'm like uh, I I agree. Like and and if it does happen where you do notice people are getting bored and stuff like that, not the end mm. of the world. You can yeah. still go back and then you can just be like, man, 
at this part of the conversation, this person was blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. why is that? Was it because of yeah. my script? Uh, if yeah. I didn't use my script and I was talking from my heart, was I rambling too much? So I think mm. you got to be your own biggest critic as well. I mm. think with magic, mm. with my scripts uh, and whatever jokes I use and stuff like that, mm. like mm. I will be my harshest critic. Uh, yeah. and, and, and I'm real with myself. I'm not telling myself, yeah, yeah I'm so good. This trick is going to slay. You know, I'm generally thinking like, you know what your audiences are like over the years, yeah. right? Like you, yeah. you have a good sort of buffer of what works and what doesn't. And mm. then, yeah. And then when mm. you do finally get to go on stage and try it out, be honest with yourself. Did it work? Could it have gone better? Uh, and mm. then tweak it so that it can reach to its potential. Mm. Let's give the audience some homework now, Zuri. I mean, do, do you have any mm. practical things that the audience can go away to think about or to put into practice? Uh, yeah. Be it to you know, work on things like success or if they're going through failure or doubt or yeah. if they want to become a better speaker or just if they're going through some personal growth things at the moment. Do you have any homework or practical things you want to leave the audience with? I struggled with this question when you, you told me about this. I was like thinking to myself, like I have no clue what I'd tell people to do homework. But I think if I really did have to leave the audience with something and I feel this is something Ah, uh, now I thought of another one. I'm going to leave you two, two things, ah, two pieces of homework. Yeah, yeah, Number yeah, yeah. one is the whole Matthew McConaughey thing from his book, Green Lights, right? Like, look at the list of all the things you're trying to do and you're trying to achieve. And I want yeah. you to try to whittle that down to maybe three instead of like five or six down to mm. three, 10 down mm. to three. And really just focus your energy on, on three things that you really want to be good at and be successful at. So I think that's mm. homework number one. Homework number two, at one point in my career, Dell. I was having difficulty with my identity, who I was mm. as a magician, who, mm. was, you know, I was buying any and every trick. I wasn't even performing all of them. I was, mm. uh, you know, just didn't fit with who I was at the time. And I remember listening yeah. to this podcast with this magician called, uh, mm. Jason Ladani. Yeah. He's a gambler from New York. And, mm. uh, he said for him, uh, his identity is based off three people. Right. So number one, was his like mentor, Darwin Ortiz, mm. which was like this great card handler in the world of yeah. magic. Yeah. Number two was James Bond. He said he loved yeah. how like suave he was. He was always in suits. Yeah. He was always surrounded by the pretty girls, yeah. always drinking yeah. good drinks. And mm. number three was uh, his ex-boss at this music store or like this pawn shop he used to work at. He said, yeah. this guy would lie to your face, but will have you leaving uh, feeling like you got the better end of the deal. So he wanted to be mm. that sort of scam artist, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. performer. So he yeah. said, I will look at these three identities. If, and none of these guys perform these other tricks, I will not perform it. But if they, you feel like they would do something like that, like they, they would do whatever trick that you're about to do, then he'd go along with it. So for me, I was like, Dad, like who do I want to be? Number one was yeah. Darren Brown. He's like this mentalist yeah. from the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Such, such a good showman, amazing yeah. performances, original yeah. content. And I was like, that's who I, like one of my main mm. guys I need to be. Mm. Number two was g Easy. you know the rapper? Mm. He's mm. always in like a leather jacket. He's got like a nice side part, super cool, sure. just super, yeah. like he just walks on stage and he just exudes yeah. so much confidence. And I'm like, I want to sure. be that guy. Yeah. And I want a leather jacket. And then the last guy was this guy called Darcy Oak, another magician. He yeah. was, he was just cool, man. He, he was performing illusions in like, a storyteller kind of way. A lot of people perform mm. big illusions with just mm. music. 
you know, girl comes in, jumps in the box, switch places, and that's it. And he tells yeah. a story every time yeah. he does these big illusions, which makes yeah. it more personal. And I was like, okay, these are the yeah. three guys that I'm going to base my whole identity off of. So that, yeah. that really helped me. So your homework would be, you know, find three people that you feel would create your identity to help you decide what you want to do and what you should pick up in the future. And then mm. number two is just what are the three things you do want to do in five years from now? Mm-hmm. For me, the homework for the audience today is, I touched on it before, one was this, uh, when we're faced with doubt and yeah. when we're on a part of our journey where we've got to make a decision, do I shy away, do I lean forwards, do I stretch outside of my comfort zone, and I gave you the imagery of the two hats, We every day we have got that choice, right? Do I put on this do I keep my fixed mindset hat on? Or do I take that off and put on the growth mindset hat? So I think that's going to be one of the homework pieces I, I leave the audience with. Um, the next one is just this notion of, look, baby steps, man. Baby steps, one foot in front of the other. If you're working sure. towards a goal, if you're, if you're trying to be fitter, be more wealthy, if you're, if you're trying to break into a, a, the next level of wherever you're at, be it like a, a performance thing be like a communication thing a magic thing a study thing baby steps like forget about these big giant jumps break it down into baby steps for sure i completely Mm. agree man i wholeheartedly Mm. agree with everything you just said Mm -hmm. so speaking about babies nuts let's uh oh i like that little segue let's wrap this up and i want to invite you to um close this conversation off with something you'd like to say to little Amar, who one day will be old enough to listen to this conversation with good old Uncle Del and bad boy, Daddy Nasri. <laughs> Nas, what, what 69, you... according to GE Gap. Uh, what do you reckon? What, what would you say to little Amar? I took some time to think about this and I feel like, oh man, it's so sappy now that I'm just going to like, Dell's going to definitely make fun of me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, so of course. I, I, if I could talk to Amar, uh, like, you know, five, 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, message that I want to leave him is I may not be perfect, but every day I'm working to be a better dad than I was yesterday. I love you. I'm working extra hard for you and mom. I'm so blessed and amazed to see how much you grow and develop every day. And I'm proud of you, regardless of anything you do, except if you rob a bank. That's it. <laughs> well, on that note, everyone, let me first of all <laughs> say thank you to Nods, bro. I'm going to click the save button very, very gently um, to ensure that this lives on in the 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 cyberspace out there but not bro it's been a pleasure um i'm proud of you i'm happy for you i i'm 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 egging you on and i'm you know you know um, shouting your name from the sidelines to say keep going keep going keep going so proud of you bro thanks for your time dude like i say this to you every time but it means so much coming from you like growing up like i feel like you were like this abang that i never had you, you were like the way you, you handled your kids and, and like your family and stuff. You were like a father figure to me as well. Like I know I don't, I don't want it to feel like an insult, but like I, I look up to you as a brother and as like a dad and as like a parent and stuff like that. So it means the world coming from you, man. And thank you so much for having me on this, uh, on this conversation. Sounds good. Well, everyone, let's, let's call it a day. Um, this will be live 
<laughs> Will it? Fingers, Will it? <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers I'm gonna crossed. screenshot real quick now. Hold up, let's see. Oh, Let me God. try to screenshot this. One, two. Okay, I got it. I got the screenshots. <laughs> okay, everyone. Well, thank you for joining my conversation with Nadri. Nads, uh, it's been a pleasure. I've known you a long time, uh, over 10 years now. And um, even though we're so far apart, it feels like uh, we just picked up from where we left off. So uh, yes, thank you so much everyone for tuning in. Um, my name is Delwin Kingsbury. I have a podcast on anchor.fm slash Delwin. But also feel free to follow me on Instagram, Instagram as well, at Delwin Speaks. All right, folks, let's leave it there for now. And we will see you next time. Until then, take care. God bless. And like I said before, when you have a choice of putting on a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, choose daily. Take off the fixed mindset hat and put on the growth mindset hat. <laughs>